Hey guys, this is Human Architects, where your development is yours and no one else's, so never accept blanket advice that's made for everyone. I'm Harlem, I'm your host, let's get started. So this is episode number eight, and I'm really excited because I would like to think of myself as a kind of mini fashionista or a person that loves clothes and loves style, but it took me a long time before I understood what style meant. And so this topic, topic number eight, podcast number eight, is about style, not just anyone's style, but your style. So why did I choose this topic? Well, no, wait, before I get to that. So what can you expect from this podcast? Number one. Why did I choose this topic? Number two, the colors uh, that you choose to wear, your fitness, your body, your hair, and a strategy on how you can get to know your personal style. And then I'll end the podcast with some tips and some things that I learned this week that I think might add value to your life. So now we can finally get started. So why? I think I used to be a shopaholic. I used to be a shopaholic for probably most of my life. And if I'm honest with you, my mother used to joke that when I went shopping, I could fill an entire car with the stuff that I bought. I mean, I would buy a pair of jeans in five different colors. I would buy a pair of shoes in every color they had. I would buy five coats as if I had five backs. I I mean, I shopped to the point where it was ridiculous. I can remember even my friends stop shopping so that they could shop inside of my closet, right? I was the king of consumerism. The good thing about this is that I was shopping on cash and not on credit. Um, And I've never really gone into debt for my clothes or for any of my material possessions. So I would like to say that though I was a shopaholic, I'm no longer a shopaholic. I'm today a minimalist. But I was not in debt for the things that I shop for. So The reason why I wanted to talk about style is because if you don't understand what makes you feel happy, your own personal style, you'll never feel comfortable in your skin. And every time someone persuades you with something or every time you see a TV ad, and I think I watched a show that said we see 3,000 ads per day. Every time you see an ad, you would change your mind about your style, about what you want, your identity. And so the purpose of this podcast is for you to really clearly understand who you are And what triggers show you that this is not for you? And what triggers show you that this is for you? And once you begin to understand that, it's another level of self-awareness. It's another level of self-development. It's another level of happiness. It's another level of, what um, I guess, fitness, wellness, um, a place where you can invite love and happiness into your life. So the purpose is for you to understand your style to be able to defend your style, to be able to be comfortable in your style, and to know why it's your style. So the first thing I'm going to talk to you guys about are colors. So this is critical. Um, I never said it before, but I have another podcast, and it's called Human Space Designs. But there I just talk about like organization design, creativity for people with small spaces, small homes, um, small offices, micro-businesses. But just it's all about organization of things. And so here we talk about your own personal development. But in that podcast, I talk about the impact of color. 
And so what I mean by that is that every time you choose a color to put on, that color kind of represents and creates an emotion for you, whether you know it or not. For myself, I used to buy things that were bright and flashy and maybe because I'm Jamaican, so I used to think that that was great. Like, okay, yeah, so I'm Jamaican, so I'm just going to buy this bright colored thing and this would be great. And every time I would put it on, I would take a few seconds and always I'd be like, yeah, this is not really what I want to wear. And so this is the, the, the trigger for me and for everyone. If you put on a piece of clothes and every time you put it on, you have this feeling like, hmm, I don't really look good in this. Gosh, this makes me look fat. I remember why I don't wear this. Yeah, when was the last time I put this on? Maybe I should give this away. These are all triggers to let you know that this outfit, the, these colors are not for you. So what I want to say about that, specifically about colors, is that you can take personality tests. You can um, look up online to see like what colors um, generate what kind of activity, what kind of energy, what kind of body language. And from this, you can pick your own colors. So for me, my colors, my entire closet consists of blue, gray, black, and tan, not brown. So I chose tan because tan is a lighter color. It's more earthy. It's more relaxed. And brown kind of makes me feel a little bit sad and depressed and unattractive. I have no patterns in my closet. Absolutely no patterns. So no stripes, no cross, no stars, no bangles, no nothing. And the only time I wear something that has a pattern in it would be like a bow tie, right? Because I'm obsessed with bow ties because that's my own personal style. And I think that's because I'm a little bit of a feminist. And when I was growing up, the only people who had ties were men. And so I was like, okay, wait, so I can wear a tie. And so now all the time when I'm wearing a suit or wearing dressing up, I wear a tie. And yes, it makes people uncomfortable, but I don't care. It's my style. And it often makes me look great. Um, and so the other thing that I don't have in my closet is white clothes. I get it. Everybody wants to wear white. White makes you feel pure. But you know what white is? White, white is a pain in the behind. So I don't own any white clothes. White is high maintenance. White needs to be washed by itself. White gets dirty all the time. White has all the telltale stains. If you had tomatoes or if you drop something, white is just high maintenance. And you can buy something white, wash it the wrong way, and it's a loss of your money. So for me, all my clothes are either blue gray, black, and tan. Blue because blue is a color that makes you feel positive. It's a color that most businesses use to make people feel empowered. I chose gray because gray is a mellow color. It's relaxed. It gives you a sense of calm and balance. Black because it's sexy. Uh, it makes you feel elegant. It makes you feel exotic. It makes Believe it or not, people feel more open to talk to you when you're wearing black. And I know you might not believe that, but if you look at like different concepts in terms of religion, like what do monks or what do religious people often wear black? Um, black is also used in funerals where people wear black, not in every country. In some countries they wear white, in some countries they wear red. But in the U.S. and in most countries they wear black, right? And so in black situation, in black outfits during a funeral, People are more willing to share and be open. And there are other situations where people wear all black. Uh, police officers generally wear walk in black. And so generally when people are unsafe, they run towards them. So there are different people, different organizations that use the color black. But if not, black makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel attractive. It hides all the things I don't want anyone to see. It's very easy to maintain. I throw all my clothes in the wash. And even if it runs, it's black. So nobody knows and no one cares. 
And finally, I would say that I chose tan because I'm brown. And so like brown on brown looks kind of cute. So I tend to put on uh, a little bit lighter shade than my brown or a little bit darker shade than my brown, but it usually looks pretty good. And like, um, I'm... I don't know if I explained this before, but I'm a big fan of the environment. I'm a big humanitarian. I'm a big um, minimalist and environmentalist. So I like to buy wood-based products. So right now I'm looking at getting some sunglasses that are made of wood. And so what else or what better color than tan? So the next topic is fitness. So this goes back to your kind of like um, fit. And I shouldn't say fitness. I should say fit. So you have to kind of get to understand your body and what fits you and not what you think fits, right? Because I can go to the store, I can pick up whatever size I wear, I can put it on and it technically fits, but it doesn't fit in a way that looks good or fit in a way that presents you in a good way. So what you need to do is to really think about how many times you've worn an outfit and people have said, wow, wow, Harlem, you look great. Or you've worn another outfit and no one notices. All the outfits that people tell you that you look great in, those are the outfits that match your fit. All the outfits that people never talk to you about, those are probably not the ones that make you look the best. And again, like uh, going back to the whole motto of this podcast, people are not the only determining factor in yourself or in your decisions of what your style is. So you really need to think about where you've gotten the compliments, go back to those outfits and look at the ones that you really like and then choose those. And then from this, you'll kind of start to understand your style. So I'll use me as an example. I know that I have thighs and for women that don't have thighs and that's great, but I also know that I have really small ankles. So when I want to get dressed, a pair of skinny jeans kind of looks nice on me, but a pair of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bell bottoms or something like this doesn't really look nice on me. Um, a pair of flares doesn't really look nice on me because I'm short. So I take advantage of the fact that I have nice curves, the fact that my ankles are small, so skinny jeans at the end are really, really tight. Um, and I take advantage of the fact that I'm short and that I know that most bell bottom jeans, most flares will not come in a, in a fashion that fits me. And the other pair of jeans, I think the other style of jeans are irregulars and nobody's worn those since the 80s. So I won't even discuss them. So then we go into body. And some of you guys might not like what I'm about to say, um, particularly because we tend to be delusional about where we are with our body. And the reason why I say that is that... <clears throat> You need to be conscious of your body and what it means for your options and clothes. For example, if you're really, really big on the top and really, really small on the bottom, then you need to consider the clothes that make you look good and the clothes that make you look bad. If you are pear-shaped, then you need to consider the clothes that go well for pear-shaped people and you need to consider the clothes that don't. If I use myself as an example, I kind of have like an hourglass uh, shape. So a lot of times when I lived, well, particularly I can remember when I lived in Korea, like all these people would come up to me like, oh, you do good shape. You do good shape, Harlem. You got an S shape. You got an S shape. Yeah. So let me tell you what that means for me and my S shape. 
That means no long dresses unless they're extremely fitted so you can see every curve. That means no oversized shirts because it makes me look pregnant. No oversized dresses because it makes me look pregnant. Nothing that is like a stripe or a pattern of going around because it's like decorating a Christmas tree. So for me, I know that my clothes need to be fitted. I know that it's better if it's low waist jeans because if it's low waist jeans, it'll fit on my hip and it complements the fact that I have a hip. But maybe if you don't have a hip, maybe those are not the pants for you. But going back to that, you need to be really conscious of your body because it's yours and not because a store makes certain clothes or a certain size or a certain style. That means that that style is for you and not because it looks great on your mom or not because it looks great on your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your friends. But that means that you should buy that same outfit because I'm pretty sure that you guys have all seen that situation where people buy the same clothes, they put it on and they don't look good. One looks good and one you're like, oh. Oh, wow. Did she buy that? Did they buy that together? Oh, no. So I would say that you want to take care to not buy things that just look good on your friends because maybe your friends are a little bit more aware of their body type and what looks good for them. And finally, your hair. So do not do not become a prisoner of your hair. And what I mean by that is I spent my entire life up until probably the age of 30, putting my hair in ways that society said were okay. Letting my hair grow long, going to the hairdresser every two days, trying to get it curled, making it straight. And at one point, it was just, it was, it was hell. Like if I can describe it, it was hell. I spent so much time fixing my hair that I was almost wasting one or two hours a day. And it wasn't really for me. I'm an avid traveler. I think I've mentioned it to you guys before that I've been to over 100 countries. I do sports every day. So every day I'm either running or I'm in the gym or I'm doing yoga or morning meditation. I am always active. And so living an active lifestyle does not equal having pretty hair. It equals having convenient hair, but not really pretty hair. And if it's going to be pretty, I need to find a way that I can do that in a few minutes and move on. So I would say that for men or for women, you really need to be conscious of your personal style. And that style is dictated by your personal activity. Are you sedentary? Are you not sedentary? Do you have the time, the income to be able to manage that? Or should you just go with something that's simple? What does your face look like? Is your face saying that this is okay? Is this not okay? And so today, uh, though everyone that I know was probably upset when I cut off my hair, I cut off. My hair, right? Like I've had dreadlocks and I cut them off because they were too heavy. It was cool to be cute to like walk around with them, but it was too heavy and too much um, attention when I was traveling. Then I had a big curly, uh, I don't know how you describe it, but usually people who are um, interracial are able to have this kind of like curly poof. And it was really cute. I looked like a gap kid. But the problem was every time I went to the gym, it would look like someone scared my hair. And so I was like, okay, this is horrible. And then in the end, I ended up shaving off half of my hair and the top part exists. And so it's great. When I want to do something feng shui, I would say as something really cute and trendy, I do it. When I want to throw my hair into a bun, I do it. When I don't want to do anything, I don't do anything. So I would say that you need to make sure that the hairstyle that you have matches your life not what other people expect of you, not what society tells you you need to have, but something that matches your life. 
And over time, the people who are around you will either grow to accept it or they're not really meant to be the people who are around you. So the strategy for getting to know your style, number one, it's a 30-day strategy. So I want you to take the next 30 days to try to figure out what your personal style is. And a few quick steps. Step number one, if you've ever put it on and you thought once, just once, this doesn't make me look good. I look fat in this. This is why I don't wear this. This is too short. This is too tight. This is too old. Put it in the trash. Or as I'm a minimalist and as I'm environmentally friendly, put it all in one bag and call Goodwill, call your local charity, find your local homeless man. Because sometimes I prefer to, so when I give things away, I do it in different ways. One, I'll do a call to action. So I'll go on my Facebook account and I'll say to someone, do you know someone that's in need for these types of things so I can give them to them for free? Two, I will go outside and track down like a hunt, like uh, a hunt for homeless people until I find one that looks the size of the stuff that I have and give it to them, whether it's clothes or whether it's clothes, um, whether it's clothes or whether it's stuff that I kind of like have around the house, like a blanket. Or I will then take it to charity. So I try to give as much directly to the person who needs it. And if I can't, then the last strategy is to charity. Or I will give to a church if I can find someone that goes to that church. So all the clothes that you've ever second-guessed, put them all into one big bag and start to either call on Facebook, find a group on Facebook, go on Craigslist, offer it for free, give it to your local charity, find someone to give it away or give it to your friend that might need it. You do this every day for 30 days. The next step is that you need to try on everything that's in your closet at least once in 30 days. You can't let an outfit, a shoe, a stocking, a sock, you have to put it on and find a way or or a purpose to wear it. You will know quickly if you like this outfit or not. If you don't like it or you ask yourself, do I really want to wear this? Then it goes into the big charity box, right? The next thing that you need to do is now that you've tried to and now you're starting to find out what you like to wear because it will become evident for you because you'll keep going to the same thing or to the same style outfit, you can now go online and what I call Panair Hop. You create or if you have Panairs for your favorite stores, so you go onto the store's website, you create an account, you create a Panair and, or a basket, and you just start to lodge the stuff in there that you like, that you think matches your new fashion identity. You don't buy any of it. You just leave it in there. And so now you've found the clothes that you don't like because they're in your closet and you're giving them to charity. You've worn all the clothes that you thought you did like, and you know that some of them you liked and some of them you didn't, some of them you can't even use or you don't fit. Then you are now online to see what options of clothes you have and how much they cost and if you really need them, but you're not buying them because this is a 30-day challenge and a 30-day process. At the end of your 30 days, whatever you still have left in a paneer, if you can afford it, you should buy it. You should do one more step going through your closet again, just trying on, just take the day and try on all your clothes. And if you even second guess it one time, create a new charity bag. And for everything that you buy online to bring into your house, you need to have one thing go out. So that's always my strategy. One in, one out. If I buy it and it comes in, then something else needs to go out. And as I said to you before about going out, you can do it in many ways. I prefer a call to action on Facebook. 
I say, I have free stuff. You have someone that needs it. Tell them to PM me. Or I will go on a local Facebook or a Craigslist group and say, I have free stuff. Find me. I will find a homeless person on outside or in the street or someone in need. And I wanted to find the fact, the difference between homeless and someone in need. Someone doesn't have to be homeless to be a person in need. So you want to be conscious of that and finding a person that you actually need. So for example, the other day I was giving away some fitness equipment and in giving away my fitness equipment, I posted on Facebook, I have some fitness equipment, but I'd like to give it to someone who needs it. And the person who came was from Lebanon and we talked for a little while. He's from Lebanon, so he doesn't look poor. He, he, he looked quite nice. His clothes were quite clean. He came on a bicycle and I had to really remind myself that like there's different types of poverty and maybe though he doesn't look he doesn't look like he's poor. He doesn't seem like he's poor. I don't know what he's doing to be able to to make it in life, to be able to study. I don't know if he's robbing Peter to pay Paul, but the point is that this person has identified that he's a person in need and who am I to judge him? So I'm going to give him this fitness equipment. He was really, really happy and I was really happy to give it to him. And so finally, you want to redo this step or this 30-day challenge in the next six months because you will have a better idea of who you are. And between those six months, because I really believe that like you implement or change your life or get to know yourself when you implement habits, I would keep a constant, or I do keep a constant charity bag where I lodge things in if I think even two seconds about wearing it. So you want to, one, Try on all your clothes and try to wear them in the first 30 days. Two, get rid of everything that makes you think. Second, guess yourself, your emotion, your style. Create your paneers online in your favorite stores, but buy nothing. At the end of 30 days, whatever you buy, make sure that if you buy something, something else is going out. And you want to retry and do this 30-day challenge in 60 days. And I guess we're going to call this the... Style challenge, the 30-day style challenge. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so trendy. Now, I just thought about it. So 30-day style challenge. Um, so tips. Number one, the Facebook page is up. So if you want to join the community, you can. I post cool stuff every day, sometimes twice a day, but definitely cool stuff at least once a day, like how you take a vitamin. You can check out the Facebook page. Next. I would recommend checking out Tony Robbins, The Guru. I watched this documentary recently. Uh, it's very intense. It's very uh, direct. But it's kind of cool to kind of see him get people to touch into their feelings and their emotions. Uh, four, you can check out my other podcast that it's kind of cool if you are a creative human being and want to organize your space, your life, your things. You can check it out. It's all about designing your home. Uh, and it focuses on people with tiny spaces that they can't expand. People in tiny homes, people with micro businesses, micro offices, uh, container homes, whatever is small and you want to make the best out of it. So you want to optimize your space, you can check it out. Um, and the name of the podcast is called Human Spaces and it's available everywhere that this podcast is available. In terms of applications, I meditate every day. So I wanted to tell you guys to try out Enzo. So it's E-N-S-O. It's an awesome meditation app and it's free. So I've tried tons of meditation apps and usually they're filled with spam. They don't really work well. So with Enzo, you can set your entire time. So that's it for this episode. I want to ask you guys to go ahead and like the podcast, share it with your friends, your family on social media. 
join the Facebook community because I post cool stuff every day. I also post cool stuff on the blog every day. So the Facebook community is called Human Architects. The blog is called realhumanarchitects.com. And you can also email me if you want to email me. It's realhumanarchitects at outlook.com or just human architects. Both emails work. You can also go ahead and leave me a voicemail at plus 415-993-0559. The more people that you share this podcast with, the more people I can help and the more people that I get to touch. So if anything else, make sure that you have an awesome Sunday because awesome people deserve to have awesome days. Remember, your development is yours and no one else's and never accept blanket advice that's made for everyone else. I'm Harlem. This is Real Human Architects, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.